0: Chapter number 14, and John 14, we're going to look at a familiar passage of Scripture tonight. I even referenced it this morning uh, in the morning message, John chapter 14, and we're going to take the first six verses of John 14 uh, as our message tonight. And I want to just give you a a simple thought, encourage you a little bit, and of course what I say tonight will tie into uh, what we have been preaching on on Sunday mornings through John 3.16, and uh, thankful for our salvation, thankful we have a Savior, and I want to just give you a few thoughts tonight uh, that I hope will be an encouragement and a help to you. Uh, And let's stay faithful to the things of the Lord. Uh, I know that uh, it has been an an interesting year, Uh, but I hope you're not discouraged by the things that have taken place this year. Uh, There's certainly some discouraging things going on in our nation, Uh, but I hope tonight to remind you of why Christians shouldn't be discouraged, why Christians shouldn't be without hope. And so uh, let's continue to look to the Lord uh, for all of our needs. John 14, beginning with verse number one, "'Let not your heart be troubled.'" I love this passage of Scripture for no other reason why it's the, the way it starts. Uh, Let not your heart be troubled. Ye believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself, that where I am, there ye may be also. <clears throat> Whither I go ye know, in the way ye know. Thomas saith unto him, Lord, we know not whither thou goest, and how can we know the way? Jesus saith unto him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. I want to use this passage of Scripture uh, and speak tonight on this subject, why I am comforted in troubled times. Why I am comforted in troubled times. Father, help us tonight as we look into your word. May the Spirit of God encourage us. May the Spirit of God uh, help us tonight. And Father, if there's areas we need to be convicted in, I pray that you would convict us this evening. Maybe we'd be ready and quick to do business with you, not just tonight, uh, but every day in the future as the Spirit of God works in our life. And Father, I pray that uh, your people will find comfort. May we be reminded of the wonderful God that we have. And Father, I certainly ask for your will to be done tonight, for it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. One thing that a Christian needs to be reminded of is that God never promises a life without trouble. He never promises a life without turmoil. When sin entered into this world, it became a troubled world. The first man, the first woman, lived in paradise. They lived in a perfect place. They lived in that place in the Garden of Eden. But because man sinned, sin changed everything. Certainly, we live in a world that has been affected by sin. And the Bible tells us, and our own, our own eyes tell us this as well, but the Bible tells us that the closer we get to Christ's return, the worse things are going to get. Uh, the sinful man, things don't naturally improve they deteriorate. And certainly that is true in our world. The year 2020 is certainly a different year for a lot of reasons. There are some things that have taken place this year that we could not have anticipated, we could not have controlled, uh, but yet they have occurred. And, uh, but God is still on His throne and the Bible is still true. But certainly there have been some troubled times. If you see what's going on in our nation, there are some very troubling things. I'll not get off on that tonight, but uh, being a student of history, uh, there are some things going on in our nation uh, that ought to trouble us as an American. Um, This is why you ought to pray for your nation, pray for our president. Uh, There is, we are in a civil war. We are. There is an attempted overthrow on our government, uh, and it is taking place right before us. Uh, the answer, though, is not more political uh, rallies. Although I'm not against uh, Christians voting. Matter of fact, you ought to vote. Uh, the best thing that can take place in our nation is for God's people to, to take hope in the Word of God and just do what the Bible commands us to do. When the Bible says to stand, we stand. When the Bible says to go into this world, we go into this world. We just do what the Bible tells us to do. But there are certainly some troubling things going on in our world. You may be dealing with a troublesome situation. You may have a burden that some, nobody else knows about. You may be dealing with a difficulty uh, that nobody else knows about, or maybe others know, but there is a situation, whether it be health, whether it be job, uh, whether it be uh, the decisions that others have made, you are dealing with this, and there's some trouble. I can think back in my in my own life, some, some things that uh, my family has gone through, from, uh, from, from uh, the loss of a child, and in personal trials and battles, there's trouble. All around us. But can I tell you tonight why I am more optimistic than I have ever been? Uh, It's not because I'm just a naturally optimistic person, which I am. Uh, But I have I am comforted. Uh, I am not worried. I am not scared. I am comforted. Let me tell you where I get my comfort from. It's not because I'm just more brave than everybody else. I mean, that's true, but that's not the reason uh, why I am comforted tonight. I am comforted because the Bible is still true. God is still on His throne. Well, Pastor, what if this happens in the election? Uh, Well, there's certainly going to be some consequences if certain things go certain ways, but I know this, that God will still be in charge. I know God raises up governments and takes them down. I know God is still in control. I am comforted because I have uh, the anchor that holds. And friend, let me encourage you to stay close to the Lord because it may be smooth sailing today, but trouble will come and you're going to need an anchor to hold on to. You're going to need a foundation to plant your feet on and say, this is where I stand, this is what I hold on to, and you are going to need hope and comfort in troubled times. Very simple tonight from this, very, this, this, this uh, well-known passage of Scripture. Uh, where there's comfort that we can depend on and hope in. Let me tell you tonight why I am comforted in troubled times. Number one, because my faith is in the Father. Look at our text again tonight. Let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. I am comforted because I have faith in my Father. I preached on that this morning. God, our Heavenly Father. And you know why you can have comfort? Because of your Heavenly Father. Our Heavenly Father has never been surprised. He has never been shocked. He has never been taken off guard. As a matter of fact, He uses the things that we call crisis to do His will. At this very time in our nation, even all those who are, who are, who are going against not just man's laws but God's laws, God can and does use those things because God is above all things. Often we, there may be times in our life we say, God, I don't understand why you allowed this to happen. I don't understand why why you didn't step in this situation. I want to remind you tonight that His ways are above our ways. His thoughts are above our thoughts. And I have comfort tonight because, say, Pastor, you got it all figured out? Uh, No, but I know who does. My Father does. Do you know how it's all going to work out? No, I don't. But my Father does. And tonight you can have comfort when troubled times come because of faith in the Father. I make mistakes. You make mistakes. Men make mistakes. But can I tell you something? My Father never has made a mistake. He's not capable of making a mistake. And I have faith in Him. So if the world crumbles around me, I've got an anchor that holds, I've got a rock that I can build a life on. I'm comforted in troubled times because of my faith in the Father. Number two, I'm comf- comforted in troubled times because I'm confident in Christ. Uh, let me remind you again verse number two, in my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. Notice, notice that phrase. I go to prepare a place for you. Jesus was speaking to His disciples, and He was telling them He's leaving them. And of course, this took them by surprise, and that's why He begins with chapter number 14, Let not your heart be troubled. Later in the chapter, He's going to mention to them that there is another one coming, the great comforter, the Spirit of God. But He tells them why He's leaving. He said, I'm going to prepare a place for you. Let me remind all of us again tonight, as we already saw this morning, not only was he leaving to prepare a place for Peter and John and Nathaniel and the rest of those disciples, he's preparing a place for me. And not only do I have faith in the Father, I am confident in Christ. Uh, I can have comfort in troubled times because I tell you this morning when the sun rose up, uh, I was saved. When the sun sets, I'm saved. No matter what takes place during the night, I'm a born-again child of God because I have confidence in Christ because that is who I've believed on. That is who my faith is in. And tonight, if you are saved... Tonight, if you have trusted Christ as your Savior, let's put everything in perspective. If the world burns down around us, I still have the Lord Jesus Christ. And my confidence is in Him. My confidence is in His finished work. It wasn't the work that I had to do to get away to heaven. I didn't have to do anything but put faith in Him to have forgiveness of my sins. I'm confident in the Son of God. I'm confident in the only begotten one that when he went to the cross of Calvary and he took upon him my sins and he said, it is finished. I don't think he was exaggerating. I don't think he was telling a half truth. I don't think he got things out of context. He said, it is. Is finished, and three days later, he came forth out of that tomb with the keys of death and hell. Trouble can come, but I'm comforted because my salvation is not built on anything other than Christ. I'm confident in Christ. Uh, there's so much uh, negative, thing, so many negative things in this world when it comes to the things of God, the true church of, of the Lord Jesus Christ. But can I tell you something I'm confident in Christ? I have confidence in his church. I have confidence in the word of God. My confidence is not in man, my confidence is him. In him and that's why as a church and as we, as, we, as we attempt to continue to reach people and we want to help them grow in the Lord and individually tonight as Christians as you grow in the Lord, I am confident that a work can be done in the heart of any man because I have confidence in the Son of God. We see what's going on in our nation and we know that they need Christ. And he's capable of saving anyone who would believe in Him. I'm comforted. Because I'm confident. I'm not confident in me. I'm confident in the Word that was made flesh. I'm confident in Christ. I'm confident that His blood, which we'll preach on Lord willing Sunday morning, still speaks on my behalf on the mercy seat in heaven. I'm confident that He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. I'm confident that He is who He declares to be in Revelation when He says, I'm the Alpha and the Omega. When He says, I am faithful... And true, I am the one that was dead and alive forevermore. I believe he's alive forevermore. I'm confident because whether it was the tomb that he was laid in or not, I've been to Israel. I've been to the place where they believe Golgotha is. And guess what? He's not, he's not there. There's no says Here are the remains of, of the one called Jesus Christ. Oh, no, he's sitting on the right hand of the Father. How can I not comfort you? In troubled times, I'm comforted because I know Jesus. We've been teaching on Wednesday nights of the Apostle Paul and that letter to Timothy coming from prison, the last letter he would ever write. His life is going to come to an end, but you don't find a depressed man. You don't find a discouraged man. You find a man that knows the moment he takes that last breath, He's in the glory of heaven because he is confident in Christ. Friend, no matter what you, hey, you've got a, you've got a doctor visit this week and, and they're going to they're give you some news from a test. Be confident in Christ. I, in troubled times, I, I'm comforted. I'm not saying that I, I like everything about troubled times. I don't. I'm not saying I enjoy burdens. I don't. I don't enjoy battles. But in all the trouble, I still can and I do have comfort because I'm confident. I'm not confident in myself. I'm not confident in man. I'm confident in Christ. The third thing I want to mention tonight that I see in this passage that reminds me why I'm comforted in troubled times is is again found in verse number 3. Not only does, does he say, I go to prepare a place for you, he says... I will come again and receive you unto myself. I am confident in troubled times because I'm ready for the rapture. I'm ready for him to come. I'm thankful and I'm confident in him in the fact that he's preparing a place for me. But Jesus also said, when I go, I want you to know I'm coming back. And can I tell you, I'm ready for him to come back. I'm ready for the return. And I'm I'm confident in troubled times. You say, Pastor, what does all the things going on in our world mean? And and what does this happen? And what if America falls and all these things? Everything that's taken place is getting us closer to that trumpet sounding and the rapture of the church. And I'm ready for the King of Kings to come. I, what are they going to do, hurry in the rapture? What are they going to do, with the the Christians, and what's going to happen in this world? I am confident in Christ and my salvation, and I'm ready for the return. I'm ready for the rapture. I will come again. Let me ask you tonight, Christian, are you ready? Maybe you're here and you're not saved. Maybe your confidence is in someone or something other than Christ. He said, I go to prepare a place, but he says, I will come again. And friend, every Christian tonight, hear me. Jesus is coming back. The trumpet will sound. And in that instant, we will be caught up and we will meet him in the air. Oh, think about that. Are you ready for the rapture tonight? Are you where you ought to be in your life? Are there things that that, that you're you're not dealing with, that you shouldn't be dealing with, that if he was to call you back tonight, they would be left undone? Are there promises made that you have not fulfilled? And while we look for his return, are you ready? Boy, that'll comfort you in troubled times to say, okay, the whole world's going to end today. Guess where I'm going? All these things are lining up. Guess what that means? That means... The time of his return is imminent. Well, it'll comfort you if you look at things in this world through the lens of the Bible. And I've mentioned this before. I'm I'm thankful for every conservative commentator there is. There's there's, there's fewer and fewer of them. But I don't need them to tell me what's going to happen because God tells me what's going to happen. Look at the events in this world as the Bible describes them, and we're just getting ready. Say, Pastor, what? There's so many, and there are some troubling, troubling things. And and, and well, you want to you want to depress yourself? Just watch the news. That's not really a recommendation. That was a sarcastic comment. But if you look at the Word of God, how do you get comfort? Uh, if everything takes place that all the prognosticators say would take place, you know what that means for me and you? It means we're out of here. If you're on social media, you've probably noticed the last several months that apparently there's 27 scenarios that are going to take place where we're all going to have to get the mark of the beast uh, because of this COVID epidemic. Uh, I've got news for you. Uh, When that happens, I'm not going to be here. I don't, I don't think that's what it is, but if it is, uh, we're out of here. Uh, I'm ready for the rapture. I'm ready for his return. Let that comfort you. What's going to happen, Pastor? I don't know. Uh, some of these things that people are talking about, I'm not going to be here to see. Uh, because I'm re- he says he's coming back. Christian, is there somebody that you need to tell of the coming kings, or somebody you need to tell of John three sixteen? 16. That's part of being ready for the return. Are there things in your life you need to take care of, live every day in the morning, get up, spend time with God, comfort yourself in the fact that today could be the day that He fulfills what He said He will do. I will come again. That statement is more true than anything you'll see on Fox News. That statement is more true than anything you'll see on social media. That statement is more true than anything that this world will print or write or proclaim. He says, I will come again. I get comforted because I'm ready for the rapture. Then number four, why I am comforted in troubled times is because my future is fixed. Because of the love of the Father, because of Christ, we see and we're reminded in verse number one, let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. I don't know how many mansions are in heaven. I don't know who all is going to reside in them. But I do know the residence of at least one of them and that's my residence. Because when Jesus says there are many mansions in His Father's house, and He's going to prepare them for all those who have believed on the Son of God, there is a mansion. You say, Pastor, do you really believe that is literal? Absolutely, I believe that is literal. And what the Bible describes in different places, specifically I think of the book of Revelation, think of the wonders Of heaven this is as bad as it's ever gonna get because in heaven there is a mansion being prepared there are all those wonderful things the Bible describes there is no sin there there is no darkness there we have glorified bodies there if trouble comes my way I may not be comforted by things in this world. There are sometimes that we have to face trouble, and even the words of men cannot comfort us. Even the words of your pastor may not be able to comfort you. Even the words that you're, of your loved ones and, and those that you know have a heart for you, there are sometimes that even the burden is so heavy, the valley is so deep that even that your very closest loved ones cannot offer you words that truly comfort you. But let me give you something tonight that comforts this preacher. Let me give you something tonight that will comfort you in troubled times. Jesus is building you a mansion. And the day is going to come, whether you pass through the portal of death or that trumpet sounds, where well, we will take up our residence in that celestial city. So this world can, can try and th- overthrow God. <clears throat> it's not going to happen. This world can persecute the church of God, all that they want. <clears throat> but let me tell you something that is going to take place. Uh, the, the mansion is going to get completed at some point. And there's going to be an occupancy in that mansion. And it's going to be by the redeemed, those that are saved. And can I tell you, I have a mansion in heaven. I have a home in heaven. And when I look at the things of this world and I look at how things work, are, are, are turning out that I don't understand why God would allow things to go certain ways. I don't, I don't understand why God would allow things to come into the, the lives of, of what I, I believe are good people. I don't understand those things. But this is how I'm comforted by what God brings my way. He said, let not your heart be troubled. If you believe in God, believe also in me. In my father's house. Let those words sink in for just a moment. In my father's house. I don't know where you live. I don't know how exclusive your neighborhood is. But that neighborhood is unlike any other neighborhood. And I have a residency there. If you're saved tonight... You have a residency there. The worst thing that your trouble, the worst thing that this world can do to a child of God is send them to heaven. Isn't that amazing? You read of the martyrs in Hebrews chapter number 11. You read in the book of Revelation how the blood of the martyrs calls out and asks the question to God how long? How long till we're vindicated? The worst the world could do is send them to the celestial city. The worst thing that can happen, I don't want anyone to get that doctor's report. And oh, and we'll pray and we'll petition God, but let me give you some comfort. Jesus is building you a mansion. He said he's coming for you. He's returning in the midst of that trouble you can be comforted there is a heaven. And all those that are saved are going to reside there one day. I don't look for trouble. Trouble seems to find me but ever since I was a boy that seemed to happen but I don't look for burdens. None of us do. Life brings them. And for the child of God, many times there are burdens that a child of God has. There's trouble that will enter into the life of a child of God that will not enter into the life of the unsaved. And sometimes God chooses not to remove that trouble. There are good people of this church that they carry burdens. And there's been prayers go up by the thousands and tens of thousands through the years. Lord, would you remove that? Lord, would you answer this? Lord, would you change the situation? And for some reason, just as when Paul petitioned three times, would you remove this thorn? God said, no. He said, no. He said, Paul, I'm going to tell you for the third time, no. But... My grace is sufficient. How, do, how are we to comfort ourselves? John chapter 14 is a, is a wonderful chapter. I've used this passage of Scripture many times at a graveside, as a funeral message. It certainly is one of great comfort in that time. I preached it this morning, as I have many times, as an invitation to come to God through the Lord Jesus. He's the way, He's the truth, He's the life. But this ought to also give us comfort as a child of God, that when trouble comes, we can be comforted. I've made this statement many times this year, and I'm going to make it again. There's no reason for a child of God to be disheartened and be discouraged. I didn't say we won't ever be that way. I said there's no reason for us to be that way. And when we find the burden getting so heavy, and we find our heart breaking, and we find the disappointment, what we ought to do is allow the Word of God to comfort us, to strengthen us, and be reminded that my faith is in my Father. I am confident. I'm confident in Christ. And by the way, that applies to lots that's going on in our nation with rogue governments trying to regulate and shut down churches. Uh, The Emmanuel Baptist Church is not my church. It's the church of Jesus. He's the cornerstone. He's the founder. You don't regulate His church. Uh, I, I'm confident in Christ. I'm confident. Pastor, what's going to happen? I'm confident that Christ can take care of his own. I'm confident that in 2020, in this day we live, that, that, that Jesus will still build his church. Amen. I comfort myself with that. I comfort myself in trouble because I'm ready for the rapture. I'm ready for that. Return. I'm ready for him to come again. And then my future is fixed. When I was just a few months shy of my fifth birthday, when I sat in a kindergarten classroom and I watched that teacher who happened to be my mother with the old flannel graph teaching the story of the crucifixion of Christ I can still see the classroom in my mind. I can still see the old flannel graph. I can still see my mom's 1980 hairdo. I mean, I can see it all in there. (laughs) And I, I can't explain the suddenness of the decision that I made. The suddenness to... Get out of my seat. Now, those of you that taught me, you know that was not in my nature. But in kindergarten, how, how you are programmed, you do not, to get up and approach the teacher and say, I need to get saved. I did not understand what that did for me at that moment. As a child, I knew that a burden had been lifted. I didn't understand the burden. I knew that there was something different about what had taken place. Wrapped up in that moment, my eternity was secure. What happened in that moment, now over 40 years ago, Jesus began construction on an empty plot in the celestial city. And in the mind of God, He knows when that is going to be. Don't get in too big of a hurry. But my eternity is secure. I did not realize, and certainly that is the greatest thing, forgiveness of sins, an eternal home in heaven. But on this side of eternity, when I trusted Christ as my Savior, for the rest of my life, that would offer me comfort. That would remind me that in times when I feel like nobody else loves me, that I have a God who loves me. That decision that I made as a child would remind me that my hope is not in me, but is in the Son of God. That decision at that moment fixed my future. And when I, in life, have come to a crossroads, and I I, I don't know what's going to take place, or I, I carry a burden, or I... Have a battle and I don't know what's going to take place and, and certain things God allows to come into your life. little did I know at that moment the very thing that I would be able to comfort myself with is the fact that I have a home in heaven, the fact that I will see my loved ones again the fact that the day will come when I'll lay this old flesh down and I'll never know this sin nature again. I'll have a glorified body and we will see Christ as He is because we will be in that glorified state as He is. That one decision changed my eternity, but it also altered my life because it gave me something to comfort myself with. Tonight, I don't know what you may be going through. We're all going through some... Aspects of what's taking place in our world. But you can be confident in troubled times. You can be comforted in troubled times. In the future, if the Lord tarries his coming, we're going to face troubled times. We're all at some point in our life going to get a phone call. We're all at some point in our life going to be called to a bedside. We're all at some point in our life going to have our hearts broken. We're all going to have burdens. This world is not going to get any better. Pastor, what are we going to do? We're going to keep doing what we're supposed to do because I can be comforted. I can have comfort and confidence because I know who is in control. I hope you've seen this in these Wednesday night Bible studies. Paul said, I was spared from the lion. Not one thing was going to happen to the Apostle Paul until God was ready for it to happen. God is in control. Let's have hope and comfort in that. Father, we thank you for the hope that we can have.